Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. It is Cofield and Company. Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez down here at Silver 7's NFL game coming up right here on the station. If you're going out to watch it, this is a great spot. The William Hill Sportsbook on property and then 77 cent beers, Bud, Bud Light, Mick Ultra. For all NFL games, but that includes tonight with the Cardinals and Packers. Get into our breakdown of the game a little bit as we go on. Uh, if you're not on Twitter right now, religiously like I am, uh, everybody is talking about Jack Eichel to the Golden Knights, perhaps. Is that, rumors is it, out there. Uh, not anywhere close to done, I don't think. But a lot of the speculation, we talked about it earlier, locking up. Uh, locking up White Cloud to a contract that gives some certainty to other teams. Also, uh, bringing in a veteran de- defenseman. Maybe there's some defensemen on the way out to Buffalo. We'll find out. Of course, the issue with Jack Eichel is that he won't be playing for a while. So, not like they'll get immediate impact if they did make a potential trade. But certainly, we will follow that. Um, and also, all of the goings on uh, with the Packers and the Cardinals and the Packers wide receiver situation. Getting you ready for tonight, but we'll get into that later. Let's get to it. Battled Born Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Four, number five. So we didn't have an official Fat Pack story today or uh, Fat Pack break. Yeah. But we do have some stories we want to get in, and this is certainly one of them. This dude, and I think you saw the story a different place than I did, so this kind of this story is kind of spreading quickly around the internet. But there's a guy named Dylan, I don't even know his last name, uh, lives in Santa Clarita, California, and his office is within sight of Six Flags theme park up there. He found a deal that they were offering years ago. Okay. And he locked into this. He does it every year now, and he has saved a lot of money over the years. And that is, they have a $150 a year plan where you get admission to the park and two free meals. And parking. And parking. That's important. So he said, well, I like theme parks, but I also like good deals. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to head over from the office, grab lunch, get back to the office, and then before I leave for the night, go grab dinner there. So for $150 a year, he has all of his meals paid for. He does. He has been able to save up enough money to pay off his house and his loans. Insane! What a what a what a bargain hunter! First of all, but I feel most people's original thought is not the greatest food. At a theme park? Well. Now, he says it's gotten better. When he first started, it was like, you want the hot dog or do you want the you know, the, the soggy chicken fingers? They've expanded their options over the years. There's some vegan options now. There's some really, really solid-looking sandwiches. And I'm assuming that in some of the ones, wherever you would buy, like, there's got to be, like, a grilled chicken sandwich at some of them, right? You got burgers. Yeah, they, so you can they, mix it up. Well, the, the part of the issue is that they have, uh, and I'm try, trying to think, there was a food menu item that they added that was somewhat healthy, 
and pretty good, but it's in the far back corner of the park. So for lunch, you had to time it right to like zip across the parking lot, park, then get into the theme park, and then and then find the food. So there was like a some sort of weird chicken ball that they had that was at the first concession stand when you walk in. And he was eating those way too often just because of a convenience factor. And if you try to go all the way to the back of the park, it becomes more difficult. I'm just uh, – so I, I just Googled. So I'm on Six Flags, things to do, restaurants. Now let's just breeze through this. The Ale House, Best of the West, which basically just looks like a, you know barbecue, barbecue platters, burgers, salads, boardwalk po' boys, po' boy sandwiches, gumbo jambalaya, fish and chips, Boardwalk Steak and Fries is Philly Steak Cheese Fries. Quesad- Casa de Quesadilla. The Central Brujas. Chickies. Kosher Chicken Hot Dogs, Fries, and Sides. Chop Six. Enjoy a variety of Asian-inspired dishes. Um, then you got the Dippin' Dots places. Um, fast Track Snacks. So, I mean, just reading through some of this, and it's in alphabetical order. So they, they, the thing they added was the Chipotle chicken salad. But it's at, the, it's at the far back corner of the theme park. Okay, so you talk, there's kicking chicken, kicking chicken boneless wings. I mean, I'm just reading through this stuff. So, I mean, here's the thing. Two, $150 divided by 260 days. That's five days a week times 52 weeks. Just assuming, right, that, that that's 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 the max. So he gets two days off, not including holidays, so on and so forth. Fifty-seven cents a meal. Well, he he actually figured out, um, yeah, around that. He said he's had over two thousand meals since two thousand fourteen when he started this at the theme park. Seven times two hundred and sixty is is right around fourteen hundred. So yeah, minus now, take away. I'm the- looking. I'm looking right now at something. It's. It's called their it's called their chicken balls, as I mentioned earlier. Okay. It's boneless wings, which are not actually wings, but you know you know the, the little boneless chicken tender things, Nuggets. smothered in nacho cheese, sour cream, bacon, and hot sauce. I'm not doing that. But it's the first thing, because here's the other part of this. He likes to get lunch quickly so he can get a ride in. Oh, like he wants to he wants a ride at lunch. Okay, well, is he got to do it every day? He doesn't, doesn't have to. That's he what he wants to do. No. I mean, and if, here's the thing. That's one. He wants to get a ride in, but in reality, this pass gets I mean, if he wants to ride, he can go every. He can go on the weekends to get all sure, the rides in. But, he, but I don't think – what I think you don't want to do is have the chicken balls, which, again, boneless wings covered in nacho cheese, sour cream, bacon, and hot sauce, and then head right to the coaster. Yeah, that's – Like, you can't do that every day. <sighs> My stomach's gurgling just thinking about that. But I'm stuck on Primo's Pizzeria – which is and they got a few of them by Nitro, by Golden Kingdom, one on Main Street. I'm just want, looking through all these places. I want to go up there. I want to. I want to see. Um, I, want, I want to see what the food situation is like. How about this sawmill snacks, popcorn, cotton candy, pretzels, churros, and turkey legs. Could you see this guy the rolling through, leg? grabbing the you know the big turkey leg, and then walking back into the office for a lunch? Go, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Just got the well, he said that's the other. Well, we have to move on from this, but he said the other problem, and, and I would, I would feel uncomfortable too, is that you're in work clothes, which I assume if you're in an office, like not like us, that we can just wear whatever we want. If you're in an office, you got to wear like a suit, and then you're walking around Six Flags, which by the way has a water park. 
So it's like you're you're walking around in this water park and you're wearing a suit like a weirdo. Well, sometimes if you're gonna hustle, you're gonna hustle meals, and you, there are certain aspects of it that that aren't, you know. I think he's got. I think he's onto something. I like it. It's a good play. He's definitely ahead of the game, regardless no. of how he handles sure. it. Number four. All right. Joe Kim Noah is getting a lot of a lot of heat. So it has been said that he made a comparison yeah. between Derrick Rose's knee injury, which, by the way, is 10 years ago now, which is crazy. I mean, he's been hurt since, but 10 years ago that he compared Derrick Rose's knee injury to 9-11. Now, did he do that? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. But let's... It's not... He didn't compare the injury to the tragedy. What he said was... It was the feeling that he felt. That Well, that because people say, do, where were you? Like, Adam, Where do you remember where you were when you heard that the planes hit the towers? Yes. Okay, so that was the point that he made was he said, when I found out Derek Torres ACL, I remember the smells who I was with, everything. I had the same feeling of when I saw the plane hit the tower. And I don't think he had the same. I think what he's meant to say is that he remembers, he has the same feeling, meaning he has the same memory. Like he remembers exactly what he was doing and everything. I don't, I'm sure he's not comparing the injury to a tragedy like that, a terrorism attack on America. I'm sure he's not comparing Derrick Rose's knee to two towers in New York City. What he's saying is that he has that same feeling that he can remember the exact moment in time. Now, I was on his side, and now I'm not after yours. <laughs> 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 this is, this is not, listen, I know what he's saying. And I also think, I say this all the time with, with language issues and speech issues and things like that. We have to understand context. He he is clear when he's, he's like, listen, I'm not making the comparison. I'm just saying how I felt of being aware of my surroundings at that moment yeah. and having that etched in my mind forever is like it was a 9-11. I get why some people could freak out about it. Right. But settle down. Breathe. Like, understand what he's trying to say. Yeah. He's not saying it was the worst for the country. Yeah. He's not making. He's not, not saying any of that. those things. Understand context. And he is trying to actually put it in context. I think it's okay. I, I, I think we need to relax and breathe on this one. I think Joe Noah has had his share of moments where he's had to put his words in context. Yeah, sometimes he doesn't have the best choice of words. That's okay. That's, that's fine. Number three. Sounds like Dre is back in the studio. I'm excited about this. I know you're a music guy. Sure. Um, anytime you know Dre's making music, that's a good thing. I think for for the culture, for the for the kids. We like it, but it doesn't sound like he's making a new album necessarily. I might even be more fired up for this than I would be if he was making an album. He, according to his good friend Snoop, which, by the way, the Corona commercial, I know we're here in the Corona Cantina, wonderful spot. The Snoop Corona commercial where they play uh, that song, Friends. Yeah. That song? That's Houdini. Sure. Have you seen this commercial? I believe so. One, the one, yeah. I the problem for me is I just mentioned earlier I'm watching a show on FX right now, 
And when you're watching FX on demand, and I think a lot of on demand, you can't skip the commercials. No. Yep. So you have to watch them. And they play it in every single break. And I'm, I'm kind of binge watching it right now. It is driving me. Like, I, the song's fine. But to hear it over and over and over again, it's rough. So you ha- so it's funny because uh, that was happening to you when the Adele commercial was coming. Yes, out, and you loved but it. But I loved it. I like that because the, the, it was so appropriate to the. It was the Brady uh, Belichick thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was so appropriate. I loved it, and you only got a little snippet. Yeah. Um, and I'm fine. I'm actually okay. It's funny. Every night when I sit down to watch, and I watch like two episodes a night. So I see the commercial like 10 or 12 times. Right. Like the first three or four, I'm like, ah, I like this. And then I'm like, all right, I can't I can't do it. It's actually a well-made commercial. He's just walking around handing out Coronas to everybody on the beach. It's good. Uh, but Snoop says that Dre is in studio making music for the new Grand Theft Auto video game. Right. I'm, I'm in. I saw the trailer. Are you a video game guy? So... Grand Theft Auto drove me off video games. I've I've told this before. I don't think you've heard it. No. Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City. Hmm. I could not stop. Do you have a video game console still at your house? I do, but I packed it away. Okay. Uh, and I, I packed this one away a long time ago. Because when I first started the RJ, um, I was working 4 to 12. Yeah. Five or six days a week. Hmm. And, you know, I was like 24, 23. And then and later, as I got, you know, 26 even, um, it was 4 to 12, and I had not, I was not doing anything else. I was doing radio. Was, there was not all these pro sports teams to go cover all the time. So, literally, I would get home, like 1230, yeah. have, you know, sit down and, and have whatever food I brought home with me, start playing video games, always, almost always this one. And uh, Gooch from Comp was uh, my roommate at the time. We would both just sit down and play video games. And we would start playing either Madden or Grand Theft Auto, twelve thirty at night. And there was times where I would look at the at the clock and be like, "Oh no, I have to go to work. It's three thirty in the afternoon." Yeah. So, and I was doing it too often to where I was like, "I have to stop. I can't do this anymore." But Grand Theft Auto was and Crazy Taxi. I don't know how many people remember that game. Wow, incredible. So, can those it, were the games? Can it? Can it? Dre. Drop. It might bring me back because I also watched. I also watched the pre, the uh, the trailer for the game. The storyline is incredible. There's a Vegas uh, area on the game that you go to. If Dre's making all the music, like I'm in. Because if you played Grand Theft Auto, you can oh. jump in a car and then turn on the radio and like change stations. Now, is this is this a game that you play? Like, is there? What are the games called? What is it like a, an Xbox thing? Or uh, it, I don't, I don't know anything. It's on, it's on like all the all the systems. All the It'll be a PC game too. And I don't know if you know like the concept of the game. Like you, you get missions. So like you have a ball, like a it's, you're like kind of in a crime, you know, in a crime ring. Okay. And you get missions, and then you have to go like perform them. So you steal cars, you shoot people, you can pick up prostitutes in the park, oh. uh, and then bring them back to like somewhere. And then the car starts shaking. It's incredible. And then you start, like, when you're wanted. Does your remote control start shaking? Uh, <laughs> Can you feel when, it? I'm no, when like, you're wanted, yeah. like, you have, like, certain levels of, if you have, like, one or two stars of being wanted, eh, you're okay. But if you're, like, three stars or four stars or five that you're wanted, the cops will, like, send the helicopter to try to get you. you got to start shooting your way out. Wow. It's, so it might take me back to 1987 in Vegas. <laughs> sure. It's incredible. 
incredible. I don't. I might uh, be back in. I don't remember the last time I played video games. Jordan might have been like a like really young, and it was a, a GameCube. And I know the, they're the last few times that Jordan has he's gone out because a specific game dropped. This is years, a couple of years back now. Ever since he opened the gym, that's not. But he'll buy the game, buy the whole console, buy the game, and then like within a month or two, be like, I don't know why I wasted my money doing this. And then he sells it for what he bought it for. And then <laughs> he's done that, I think, two or three times. And and but other than that, I don't. I so I have no clue. No, but it sounds like that would be a game that like I would be all in just because it's of the hip hop awesome. and then, you know, the thuggery and everything involved. So awesome. So great! I'm just, I'm getting giddy thinking about it. Number two. Also giddy about going to a Seattle Kraken game at some point. I don't know. In Seattle, I'm, I'm in de- Seattle. I, yes. Uh, they do have. There's a reason I wanted to talk about this. They do have a new tradition. Yeah. People know about the. You know, if you go to the fish market, they throw the fish out to the tourists. The whole thing. You did it. Okay, so I. Go ahead. Uh, 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 y- yes. So right before COVID hit. The, the, pin, the shutdown, I, in January, I went up there. I went up to Seattle. I spent some time with our good friend Dave Rice. Went to a Washington-Oregon uh, game. Saw Peyton Pritchard in a miraculous uh, fashion. And my final day there, I went down to the Pike, to the Pike Place Market uh, or Farmer's Market, whatever sure. it was. And... Uh, so I, I looked at all the fresh stuff. The guys took me in the back in the freezer, and, I, and like, I ordered a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff. And they, I said, hey, I'm leaving later today. They said, it'll be there tomorrow on your doorstep, frozen. <laughs> you pick out your stuff. And, like, they sent me uh, um, ahi great, uh, sushi grade ahi. So, like, right when I got it, I made pokey. It was really cool. But I said, look, I'm going to spend some money. I'm going to drop a couple. But. I need to throw the fish. I got to be able to throw the fish. They were like, no problem. Jordan had just dropped the dog mentality hoodies, and so I had a brand new hoodie. I was like, I don't care if you, I don't care. Let's go. And they, I got it still on video. I put it. I I, I put it out. I, it's. I think it's on one of my Instagram posts. But I got to throw it. You got to yell something. I can't remember. And I I got to catch one, and I got to throw it back. And so yes, I did. You caught did, did, it. Do, yeah, first try. Okay, got it. nice. Yep. Uh, but so that tradition is being carried on. When a player is named one of the stars of the game after a Seattle Kraken home game, they're given a like stuffed salmon okay. to throw into the crowd. So it's not real. No. Oh. Very cool new tradition though, because it, it's 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 hometown. Um, you know, it's it's fitting. Uh, it makes sense. Like sometimes they throw a stick or a puck or something like that. Um, but but in this case, and as it was pointed out, it's almost always the same people that are getting those, right? Because it's the people that have the seats right behind the bench, and they, you know, they get the, they, the same people getting it over and over again. This gives them the chance to kind of toss it up higher. It's cool. Now, did I miss? Am I correct in assuming now the the fishmongers are they actually coming from Pike Place? Or are they bringing the fishmongers onto the? Ice? No, no, they're dressed like that. Oh, okay. They dress their so it's part of it like the night, just team. like the night crew okay, or whatever, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever okay. they're called. So they're here. dressed like fishmongers. Gotcha. Sure. Uh, and they hand out a stuffed fish, and they throw it up. It's cool. Yeah. Now, I'm pointing this out because I noticed in the story, and I kind of knew this, but I'd, I'd forgotten, uh, the designers of this, the people that came up with this and created it and put it out, Johnny and Aaron, formerly with the Golden Knights. Yes. So, you know, a lot of people are going to notice things in Seattle and say, 
oh, where did this come from? Well, of course it came from the Golden Knights. I hired the same people. They're doing it up there. They're kind of bringing not the same traditions. They're going to they're gonna localize it. But a lot of the you know entertainment aspects that are with the Golden Knights are obviously going to be with Seattle as well and probably spread around the league. So that uniqueness that I think a lot of Golden Knights fans like to talk about maybe start to go away a little bit. Um, but that's okay. I'm sure people will love the fact that it started here. Now, let's not forget that, and they're, and they're now Nashville fans are bringing up that. Well, they started with the fish, fish and the but Nashville fish. stole Nashville stole the catfish from Detroit, from Detroit with the octopus. Yeah, and that was because a lot of auto workers left Michigan when the jobs went away. They went yeah. to Tennessee, and then they when they got a team, they brought that with them. So that's how these things spread, which is cool. Now, did I miss something? Didn't in the, in the Seattle home opener weren't they throwing squid or octopus on the ice in Seattle? Didn't they? Someone actually try did to they, throw a real did fish? They try? Okay, okay, that's. I'm sure they did. Not after the game, but but the thing, yeah, before, they, yeah. So it's a, a yeah, that's a, but that's kind of cool what they're doing with the Kraken. I mean, because they're definitely and like you said, the Golden Knights team, which they did a fantastic job that opening year in in really grabbing a hold of the fans and and, and all the traditions that they came up with and the different gimmicks and the shows and the pregame uh, entertainment, which you know, show I mean, the pregame show that they came up with for. This year's opener with Seattle and the crack and the and the, the octopus or whatever coming out of the ice was phenomenal. So I mean, it's not surprising of what they're doing up there. And and I definitely, like you said at the beginning of this, um, I definitely can't wait to go up to Seattle. I'm going to time it to to because uh, I can't wait to get back to Seattle because I really enjoyed my time up there. But I want to time it to go to a cracking game, and it doesn't matter if it's the Golden Knights, but. Um, and, and go go up and check it check out a home game there. Number one. All right, uh, we have some sound that we want to get to uh, from the morning show, the press box. Yep. Uh, landed an interview. God, I saw some reactions to this on Twitter today. Uh, landed an interview with our governor, Steve Sisolak, ahead of tomorrow's game. The second time they've had him on. Well, he used to come on our show. Oh, did he? before he was governor? Sure. When he was a telemarketer, or, we, or? <laughs> no, we, oh, yeah. we got we got on him because I remember uh, those days. By the way, we got on him for some of the stuff in his office, some of his memorabilia, and the press box asked the questions that people wanted to hear. We will listen to Governor Sislak on the other side, but I will tell you, Uh-oh. the first thing we're going to hear yeah. when we come back is that stupid hat. He explained himself finally. <laughs> It's the Big Five at Four. Brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. 570-9000. The hat was a gift from one of the uh, Board of Regents members. Okay. And uh, the hat was not popular. I took a lot of people <laughs> over that hat about being undecided. So I don't think I'll be bringing up that hat again this year. I'm just not, I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling the hat. You, you still own the hat, though. Like it hasn't I been thrown in the trash? I do still own the hat. I do still own the hat, yeah, but it's been retired. Now, back to the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver 7s with Cofield and Company. That was the voice of Governor Sislak from the press box this morning with Ed and Tyler. You hear there uh, in the background laughing. That is the famous hat. That had both the UNLV and UNR logos on it. The split allegiances. Of course, one of the Board of Regents members apparently thought it would be great. 
if the governor who represents both universities would wear the hat with both teams on it. It did not go over well, as he said. A terrible, terrible decision, and it sounds like that's been rectified. We will not see the hat tomorrow. Well, he's a politician, so, you know, you can't really expect much less than that, right? He's playing both sides of the fence. Uh, Catering to two sides. Well, he tried. That's what he thought he was doing. Instead, it just made both mad, and with good reason. And true. It was a terrible decision. And I like, you know what? You know what I like about him? He acknowledges it. Well, yeah. He's not trying to like, oh, you know, I, no, he's like, yeah, it's, it was stupid. It sucked. I'm not wearing it anymore. I'm done. He's not going to try to stand by it. Uh, that was, as we said, from the press box this morning. Great, great get. I'm assuming Jared booked that. Jared, the wonderful, wonderful producer uh, of the press box. A uh, lot of stuff that we learned and heard about from the show, but we also got to hear. Uh, the governor's thoughts on the actual game uh, and on the rivalry, and uh, he started off with this. Hope it's a good game. You know, hope it's not a blowout. Certainly, and uh, I know UNLV always comes prepared, even if they're not quite at the same level as uh, the Wolfpack. But uh, hopefully, it'll be a good game, and the fans will have a good time. Staying diplomatic, uh, I wonder if you noticed the same thing from that that I did. One one part of that answer stood out stood out above everything else. Play it again, Ari. Hope it's a good game. You know, hope it's not a, a blowout. Certainly, and uh, I know you and Obi always comes prepared, even if they're not quite at the same level as uh, the Wolfpack. But uh, hopefully, it'll be a good game, and the fans will have a good time. So he he pauses because he doesn't know if he should call them Nevada, UNR, Reno. Is that what you think he paused for? A hundred percent. Because he said, UNLV always comes prepared, when, even if they're not to the same level as the Wolfpack. He went Wolfpack. That's safe. Yeah, that's, that's skilled politician. You don't think that he? You don't think that he maybe momentarily wanted to make sure he was saying the right? You know, maybe he just no, no, no. I think he he didn't know to call them. He, if UNR. he says if he says Nevada, he makes Las Vegas fans upset. If he says UNR or Reno, he makes the fans up north upset. Wolfpack safe. Yeah, it is. Wolfpack is safe. Uh, had some more thoughts on the game as well. I'm hoping for a good game. I really <laughs> am. I mean, UNLV, this is, they've had, clearly had a tough season. There's no doubt. But I think they're considerably better than their record shows. This would make up for all the losses. This would be a, a season, you know, in and of itself, if they could pull this off. I understand it's a it's a big challenge. It's a big, big undertaking. But, you know, it, it can happen. It can happen. It's just going to be an uphill battle. It's going to be an uphill battle. Would it make up for all the losses? Well, according to Marcus Arroyo last year, one victory in a season over your rival, you shouldn't feel like that's a successful season. So per per the coach who is not going to, as he said it last year, he is not going to make a big deal about it. Now, I've continued to harp on this for the last week and tweeted it out. I will say that to put it in, let me, let me keep it in context that he – he, he did acknowledge that he understands to the community and everybody else it's a very big game. But he also said that he's not going to make a big deal about this and, and he always sure. hinged this. And I don't know if that was a, if it was a if that was a little bit of a slap toward the previous regime because they did make a big deal that you know Tony Sanchez won three well, to five years. I think it's more they know they're going to lose. Well, he said this last year. True. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Now, 
I loved, loved, loved. I've had some issues with Las Vegas' beloved mayor, Carolyn Goodman, but I loved the fact that when she made the mayor bet with, with Mayor Shiva up in Reno, that she proposed getting the points. Now, I would have liked her to take 21, not 20 and a half, but I love that for a couple reasons. First, we are the home of sports betting. I know it's going everywhere, but we're the home of it. We understand point spreads. We understand why they're why they're a thing. So she's promoting the fact that Nevada is such a, a a home for the sports betting industry and playing into that by proposing it with points. Now, apparently, Governor Sisolak doesn't quite feel the same way. Wait, okay, go ahead. She bet with Hillary, who's a good friend <laughs> yeah. of mine, Hillary is, and uh, it's like, okay, I'll take the Rebels plus 21. Like, Come on. I mean, you know, I did the hockey bets. There was no line on the hockey bets. It was the straight-up bets with other governors. You know, I never heard about it with the point spread. Well, you never did it because you're not as sharp as, and neither is she, Oscar B. Goodman, who right. we know was behind the wager that – Mayor Carolyn Goodman, because, I mean, come on, Oscar loves, loves sports betting. and sure. So does I, Carolyn. I'm sure that he, in, you know, encouraged and, and or maybe brought it up to, hey, and she was like, oh, that's great. And she definitely understands because they've been together for so long, and he, he bet with traditionals back in Philly. So, I mean, um, I love it. That's I great. think I think it I think it 100% absolutely adds intrigue to the whole thing because now all of a sudden hey you know what it's not so much of an acknowledgement probably it is but it, that you know hey we're going to lose down here but more so that this is Nevada and like you said this is Las Vegas the home of sports betting the original old school books like Little Caesars like the Castaways where Sonny Reisner and Gene Mayday. And so let's let's go from a sports betting standpoint. I, I love what Carolyn did here. There you go. Uh, he talked about the A's a little bit. Uh, we don't have to get into everything that he said, uh, but let's just get his first thoughts on what conversations he's had with the Oakland Athletics. I've had numerous conversations with them. They came and we sat down and we talked and we had a couple of phone calls about, you know, various sites, and I told them they can't keep adding sites. You know, they weren't reducing the number of sites. They were adding to the number of sites. And we had long discussions about whether or not it should be out in uh, Summerlin. They had some sites identified out there uh, or on the Strip. And, you know, what percentage of, you know, the, the fans would be coming from out of town and what would be locals and whatnot. So he, he had he had several conversations uh, about the A's, talked about them quite a bit. Um Sounds like he isn't overly sold on it happening, but he also is quick to say, "Listen, this is not a. Uh, this, it's not over. It's not like they're not coming, but he doesn't seem to think it's like a done deal either." And in terms of the public money, um, kind of was indicating, "Yeah, they might want some, but it's not necessarily the same deal as because one of the things I said is, "Hey, the deal Oakland's already offered, we're not matching that." What you're getting from Oakland, take that because it's not going to be better here. Now, he seemed to suggest it doesn't have to be better because of a lot of the regulations that are in California. If you're going to have public money, there has to be a large percentage of it dedicated to a bunch of different things, including affordable housing and other things, which I think is a really good idea. Uh, But he's saying that you wouldn't have to have the same kind of deal 
because you don't have some of the same regulations there. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, but definitely very interesting thoughts from Governor Sislak and an awesome get uh, for the press box. So make sure uh, you can go back and listen to that whole thing. We'll, yeah. you know, the le- link is tweeted out. Yeah. Uh, but great stuff from the governor. And uh, for those, he, By the way, he did make mention that he – didn't necessarily, you know, you don't like being the, uh, I can't remember the phrase that they used, but I remember Tyler and Jared mentioning, you know, hey, we got to Google that. Have you ever heard that phrase? But it was a phrase basically by saying, using Vegas as a pawn to get money from Oakland. So there's a lot of good stuff in the interview. I listened to it live. It was really good. We'll come back, continue. uh, We'll get to some college football with Brad Powers and break down the Thursday night football game from here at Silver Sevens. Silver 7's NFL Special. Two 22-ounce drafts, two hot dogs, and two bags of chips for just $7.77. The past couple years, the Arizona Cardinals have faltered later in the season, so they need that veteran presence. I think you get a win against a Green Bay Packers, a team that's been in an NFC Championship game back-to-back years, that's just another big mark on the resume and just a confidence booster for organizations that's still gaining credibility. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver 7s, it's Cofield and Company. It is Cofield and Company, Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez down here at the Silver 7s in the Corona Cantina. You come down and watch the game. 77 cent Bud, Bud Light, and Mick Ultra Bottles during all NFL games. That includes the one coming up. And we go to Brad Powers. Follow him on Twitter at BradPower7. Check him out online as well, BradPowerSports.com. How you doing, sir? What's up, Brad? Excellent. How are you guys doing tonight? We are good. We're getting ready for the football game. Obviously, a bunch of issues at wide receiver for the Packers. No idea who they're going to throw to, but can they hang around? This number's jumped up to six, six and a half around town. Yeah, I think so. I mean, anytime I can get Aaron Rodgers uh, right around a touchdown underdog doesn't happen very often. Obviously, two of the best teams in the NFL. I lean Green Bay, although it's not a high-value pick for me. Uh, tomorrow... I don't know how high value the game is nationally, but here in Nevada, very much interest, uh, very very high amount of interest in this game. Reno and UNLV, almost three touchdowns you have to lay if you want to take the Wolfpack. What are you doing? Well, I'm going to lean with UNLV. I mean, I get Whoa. it they're winless on the season, but they've lost five games by eight points or less. The only two teams that get margin on them, I mean, are pretty good, Arizona State and Iowa State. So I think UNLV plays well. Uh, they're not going to win the game, obviously, but uh, they'll keep it within the three touchdowns. Uh, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. I was looking at the day, the 1030. That's Saturday. Uh, I finally watched Wake Forest last week. I, they're fun. I love them. I don't know how good they are, but offensively they look very good. Uh, 70 is the total in this game, 16 and a half. Uh, are we doing anything with Wake Forest and Duke? I bet Duke, uh, believe it or not. I just think you, know, you can't lay that many points with Wake Forest defense. I mean, yeah, they put 70 up, but they also gave up 56. And what does Duke uh, do well offensively? They run the football. And, I mean, their offense averages nearly 500 yards per game. So give me the Blue Devils. Michigan, Michigan State, obviously a ton of national interest in this one. Two undefeated teams in the top ten. Uh, can Michigan lay points on the road? They're laying four right now. Yeah, I mean, my numbers say it's pretty fair. Uh, I didn't bet the side. I did take the under. I mean, it's an old-school throwback type of series where, the, you know, usually the team that wins the, the rushing battle, you know, has won 45 of the last 51 meetings. 
I mean, Michigan's a little bit better at the line of scrimmage, but then again, that's why they're favored on the road. Under for me, it's a low-scoring game. Uh, Iowa State is going on the road laying a touchdown against West Virginia. Uh, I actually wasn't overly impressed watching Iowa State in person earlier this year. They find ways to win. Last week, a big rally uh, to come back in the second half against Oklahoma State. Can they lay a touchdown on the road against West Virginia? I didn't bet the game, and it's not, really nothing to do with Iowa State. It's more West Virginia. It's been, you know, Jekyll and Hyde for them all year. I mean, they got really some bad performances, losing outright to Texas Tech at home, getting crushed by Baylor. And then, you know, just when you, you want to give up on them on the season, they go and upset TCU last week. I think seven's very fair. I pass. Brad Powers, always great information on how to college football. Follow him up on Twitter at Brad Powers 7 uh, Rutgers in Illinois, very intrigued by this game just from a spot perspective. Illinois plays nine overtimes in whatever that two-point conversion battle was last week. It was funny. Uh, it was a good result for Illinois for sure. But can they bounce back and do it again or the emotions carry over this week? They're getting a point and a half at home against Rutgers. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the spot says and, and screams Rutgers, and, and that's why I bet Rutgers in the open, and I still, you know, would take Rutgers in this game. They're off a bye. They can reset. I mean, I know they come in with three straight losses, but look who they lost to. I mean, Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. Nothing. I mean, that's nothing to cry home about there. And then, you know, Illinois, I don't mind fading history. And anytime I can fade a team not only off a nine-overtime game, but also the team that won that game outright as a 24-and-a-half-point underdog, and lost their quarterback. Yeah, Rutgers for me, one of my favorite plays of the week. Uh, Clemson is laying nine and a half. It's not the kind of year we expect out of Clemson, uh, but nine and a half here against Florida State, who is just not very good. Yeah, I mean, I've downgraded Clemson by far more than any team in the country. So, you know, I'd favor Clemson, what I thought they were in the preseason, over what they are now by about 17 points. Put that in perspective, I mean, Westgate had this line, you know, Clemson minus 27 in the summer. So we've seen the market downgrade Clemson big time. But with that, all that being said, you know, I'm going to lean with Clemson here. I got to bet. I bet numbers, not teams, and my numbers scream Clemson. Uh, weird scheduling matchup on its surface. We know why uh, this is a, a rivalry now of sorts with Virginia going on the road up to play BYU in the mountains. BYU. Laying a short price, two and a half. Uh, there's a three popping up around town, but mostly two and a half with BYU over Virginia. Yeah, I don't think it's a great spot for Virginia, but my numbers say they're the play here and that they're the better team. It should be favored. Uh, I mean, they're number 25 in the country in yards per game margin. They're number 32 in scoring margin. You know, their offense is probably the best unit on, on the field, and I think Mendenhall's a better coach uh, than, than Kalani Sataki, so give me the Cavs. I'm going to jump way down in the rotation here and. Uh, I just lost it. Okay, Penn State and Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State laying 18-and-a-half. Last we saw Penn State, they were on the other side of that outcome against Illinois with all the two-point conversions. But now they're getting 18-and-a-half on the road against Ohio State. Yeah, and they were fortunate the game went to overtime. I mean, Penn State got outrushed by 300 yards, and believe it or not, they somehow found a way to lose the game as a 24-and-a-half point favorite despite the fact they were plus three in turnovers. When you are plus three in turnovers in college football, you cover at a 90% rate. You don't lose outright as a three-touchdown plus favorite. Something's, you know, obviously the quarterback's not 100% healthy. To me, James Franklin's got one foot out the door, and the last team I want to play, at least in the Big Ten, is Ohio State. So I did bet Ohio State on the open. I lean with them now. Uh, North Carolina and Notre Dame. Notre Dame just over a field goal, three and a half, four. They're a favorite against North Carolina. 
lean North Carolina, especially getting the hook there. I think uh, an injury that's not being properly priced in the marketplace, Notre Dame without their All-American safety, Kyle Hamilton. I mean, he's going to be a top-ten pick <laughs> in next year's NFL draft. And missing him on the back end of the defense against a high-powered North Carolina offense and a North Carolina team off a of bye. Give me the Tar Heels. I missed the 7 o'clock games last week. No no late games in college football. That sucked. Uh, this week we got a couple back. Stanford, uh, two and a half over Washington. Well, I'm not a big fan of either coach. Uh, I think Jimmy Lake, you know, even only on the job a year and a half, I, mean, I think he deserves to be on the hot seat. David Shaw, from a, a game management perspective, is one of the worst in college football. But with that being said, you know, my number's, Lean Stanford minus two and a half here, uh, but it's not a high value pick for me. Brad, great, great stuff as always. Uh, and real quick, San Diego State, Fresno State uh, pick. I guess there's a one popping up for San Diego. Yeah, Fresno State for me outright. There you go. Uh, where can people find your stuff? Always, always great on the college football. Bradpowersports.com is a website, Bradpower7 on Twitter. There you go, sir. Have a great weekend. We always look forward to talking to you. All right, thanks for having me on. Take care, guys. There you go. Thanks. That'll do it for us. Uh, Ari likes the Packers tonight for whatever that's worth. Money line. Uh, worth first of, place in the contest is what it's worth. There you go. Robert Tunyon and Randall Cobb probably get a lot of targets. I imagine the Packers try to run the ball more. I think the under, probably a play here. You like uh, the under? Both teams' defenses are actually better than you would think. They're both top 10 in points allowed. Uh, some of the advanced metrics as well, they've been pretty good. So, Maybe lean to the under, not sure, especially the Packers might have to run the ball a lot more because they don't have receivers right now. We will see. That'll do it. The best place for you to watch, Silver 7s down here, the William Hill book right across the casino floor, and then the 77-cent Bud, Bud Light, Mick Ultra in the Corona Cantina. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for Willie Ramirez, Adam Hill, Cofield & Company.